Hey, y'all, my littles and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode number 91. I just need the head. Okay, that could mean so many things. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Barbara who grew up to be me. When I was little, I loved all things animals. I loved creepy crawly animals, lots of pet rats, not so much pet hamsters because they always bit. Oh, I did not like hamsters. And I was lukewarm on rabbits. I know they're cute and I know, oh my gosh, some of you have had the cutest little bunnies. It's like so fluffy, they're like stuffed animals, but they're poop. Ay, 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 you have to change them so much and it smells so stinky like ammonia. I liked them, but that was not the pet for me. I had a pet deer that got scratched in the eye by the cat once, took it to the vet. That did not gross me out. I had to put medicine on its eyeball. It was like a tube of toothpaste, not actual toothpaste, you all, but looked like it that I'd have to squish out onto its eyeball. We had cats that would go up into the hills and get foxtails in the weirdest places and they'd get all nasty. And even when I was a kid, probably fourth grade, I was squishing the abscess foxtails out of my cats. No big deal. You know, back then, you just didn't take them to a vet if you didn't have to. I fixed all sorts of things. I don't think I ever sewed an animal up, but I did a lot of other things. If there was an injured animal by the side of the road, I for sure was like, stop the car and go back. That's how I got both a cat and a dog. (laughs) Oh, so I got my cat, Boo Boo Bear, and my dog, Murray. Oh my gosh. Point is... Things that were like, ugh, didn't really bother me. As I grew up, I had more and more animals and more and more things happened. I had chickens, and often the chickens would need medicine, and I'd have to hold their mouth open. Let me try that sometime. You have this little beak, and you're trying to hold it open and put medicine in. They'd wear a lot more of it than would go inside them. I got the hang of it. Oh, my gosh. And I remember for a while, we had to give this chicken a shot, and ugh. I got pretty good at that, too. The chicken didn't seem to mind after a while. I remember giving a goat, one of our pet goats at school, a shot. Oh my gosh, the poor little thing started running around in circles screaming. I was screaming. Oh my gosh, I killed it. It ran into the wall. It was it was going nuts. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? Then it shook itself and it was fine. Never did I give it a shot again. There were times where I came to school and there were dead animals, dead chickens, because the stupid raccoon came. When that happened, I used to tell my students, you know, if this was like a Disney story and it was about a cute little raccoon family trying to survive and it came across a chicken coop full of big fat chickens and it ate them all, we'd all be saying, oh, that's great. The raccoon family found something to eat. But as it turned out, we were not on the raccoon side. We were on the chicken side. There were a few times where I could save the chicken, but it was gross. Oh, boy, do those raccoons, they would rip them up something fierce. 
There was a time one of my chickens got ripped up so badly but made a run for it. She got out of the coop, and this is at night. She got out of the coop and ran underneath the stairwell at school. Well, to do that, she had to squish through a skinny little fence. The, the raccoon could not follow her, so she just went way down deep and just sat there till I got there in the morning. And I'm like, come here, little girl. Come here, please. Come on out. I can't help you. But she was really scared. So I had to have a friend come with an electric bolt remover and had to take down the entire fence piece so I could get my little chicken out. And she lived. She was She was fine. I had these two beautiful, beautiful chickens, really beautiful. Big hens, big ones. And I came in one day and one of them was just laying there in the middle of the coop, just like she'd been walking and then kind of fell over. And she was dead. I picked her up and I thought, oh, wow, what happened? I'm personally very curious when something dies, especially when it's an animal that's in with a lot of other animals. You don't want one to be sick and have no idea why. And this is kind of funny. It's the first time I did it. I called UC Davis. It's a college up in Sacramento. They teach people to be veterinarians. Veterinarians are animal doctors. I called them and I told them what happened. And I said, I don't know what to do. They said, go get a big plastic bag, fill it with ice, wrap your chicken in a towel, because you don't want the ice sticking to her. Wrap her in a towel, put her in the bag, and drive her up to us. They're about an hour and a half away. That didn't seem weird to me. Mm -mm. Nope. I got an ice chest. I got a bag. I got ice. I got the chicken. Put her in the bag. Drove all the way to UC Davis. You chuck them in at the back door of this kind of kind of creepy little building. In about a day, they tell you why it died. The students do, it's not called an autopsy, but it's something like that, where they actually cut open the animal to find out why it died. So cool, you all, like super cool. And in this case, she had some disease, but it wasn't something that any of the other chickens were going to get. She just died. And that was her time. I mean, everything dies. If you live, you're going to die. And so there you are. So she was dead in the coop. But I didn't want to waste her body because she was such a cool chicken. I got a hold of our art teacher. Her name was Cedar. I said, Cedar, would you like the chicken? I thought maybe I could bring it somewhere and they could. Okay, if you don't like creepy, crawly, gross things, plug your ears. You don't want to hear this. I'm not kidding. You got your fingers in your ears? Good. You do like gross stuff. Here's what they do. They put your chicken with the feathers and the meat and everything into like a piece of giant Tupperware. They put in these flesh-eating bugs. This is for real. And they put the top on. Bugs will literally eat the chicken, which is fine. I mean, it's dead. It's just going to dissolve anyway. The bugs would eat the chicken. We would have the bones left. Okay, it's as cool as part. Then you could save the bones. So I thought, oh, Cedar, you can have this actual chicken 
skeleton in your classroom and kids could draw it. They can understand better about the body form. Best idea ever. I drove all the way back up there, got my chicken, took the body to this woman that I found. She worked with the museum. She said, sure, I'll do it. Well, okay, you all. About three weeks later, I get a message that her business went out of business and she was going to return my chicken. But I never did get the chicken back. That always really bothered me that I never got the chicken back because the whole point was to not waste her body. I just, once I got the bug in me, ooh, that was a funny way to say it. Once I got it in my mind to get skeletons for the art room, I started looking at everything beside the road, if you know what I mean, differently. When you drive along and you go, oh, dead deer, oh, dead raccoon, oh, like a certain time of year, there just seems to be a lot of dead things, us. Especially driving over the hill to Lafayette, where I live, because I drive through a very woodsy area that's probably six miles long, and there's a lot of stuff along that road. One morning, I was coming to school, and I said, oh, wow, what is that up on the hill? And it was a pretty big deer with a pretty big head. And I thought, ooh, I wonder if Cedar wants that. I mean, it's just going to go to waste. So I got to school, and I was like, Cedar, Cedar, I saw a dead deer by the side of the road today. It was pretty big. It was up on the hill a little bit, but it was pretty big. Really? Do you think you could get the head for me? Huh, the head. You just want the head? She goes, yeah, I only need the head. I don't want the whole body. The bones are too little, but the skulls are awesome. And she showed me one that she had. You just throw them in a pot of boiling water and boil all the skin off. And of course, I'm thinking, well, that's cool. It doesn't gross me out. I'm thinking, that's really cool. She showed me the ones that she had, and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Next day, I got a shovel. I got a plastic bag. I took a deep breath, started marching up that hill. I was just going to whack the head off of that thing. I got up there. There was dogs barking at me and chased me away. And I thought, no, I want to get the head. I go back to school and wanted to tell Cedar I was having trouble getting to it because of the dogs. I got to school and it happened to be our what's called staff meeting day where we were going to meet with our brand new boss, the lower head director. I got there early. The meeting was being held in the art room. As it turned out, Cedar and I were in the corner talking. The conversation was going along something like this. It was really big. There was a lot of meat on it. Right about then, the new lower school head comes walking into the room. There's a few other people having side conversations, but Cedar and I must have been very animated because this is what the new lower school head heard. A lot of meat on it. Well, what about the head? Did the head get crushed? No, I don't think so. I don't think a car hit it. I don't know why it died, but I'm pretty sure if the dogs aren't there, we can get the head. And I'm looking over at the new lower school head. Her eyes are getting bigger and bigger. I said, I brought a shovel. I was just going to whack at it till the head came <gasps> off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, what are you guys talking about? Gorgeous. Can I get a head of a dead deer so Cedar can boil it in water and the skin and the flesh will just dissolve? Okay, okay. Oh, no. Are you guys kidding? Are you, what are your positions here? And I said, I'm the garden teacher and this is the art teacher. Cedar has this collection of very cool skulls. Okay, no, no. 
you you are got to be kidding. I said, nope, it's really cool. The one that we found, she goes, I don't want to know about it. I don't know about it. So I lowered my voice, and she was getting her things ready for the meeting. And Cedar, I don't think I can do it. Like, I, I don't know if I can do it, but I can tell you where it is. I just don't know how to do it or if you want me to come scare the dogs away. And she said, no, I'll go check it out. So she did. She got it, smacked the head off, and brought it home, boiled it, and ended up with this amazing skull. Okay, from then on, every time I saw something by the side of the road, I was like, oh, that one has antlers even better. I'd get a hold of Cedar. Cedar started finding things on the trails. They had to be pretty big, though. I found things that I thought were cool, like birds, but Cedar said they were just too hard to do because their their little bones are so little. Sometimes at school, we would find a dead bird. We would bury things in the dirt and mark the spot so we could unbury it later and see the bones. Boy, oh boy, they were hard to find. No kidding. Once the bugs had got to them and you would buried like a bird or a rat. It was super hard to find the bones. They were about the size of a piece of spaghetti. So I can see why that wasn't for us, just the bigger things. In Cedar's classroom, lining the walls were all sorts of really cool skeleton pieces. It was so much fun fun. It was really fun. I don't know which was more fun, collecting all these cool things just to have the skeletons or watching that new lower school head's eyes bug out of her head and just think, where, how, who are you people? Oh, and by the by, that means by the way, I was talking to my next door neighbor saying how excited I was because I found a really cool deer and it had antlers and we were going to cut its head off. He's a fireman. He said, oh, oh, you know what? It's against the law. I said, what's against the law? It's dead. I think we're doing a service. We're like cleaning it up. Yeah, but it's against the law to take roadkill. It's a thing. You're not supposed to collect dead things. And I said, well, then we never had this conversation. Said, okay, never heard, never heard you say you took dead things and we're melting the skin off of them. It was interesting. How do you think we get all that cool stuff in the museums? So yeah, I guess don't find dead things and try to save their bones, maybe unless it's in your own yard. If it's in your own yard, some animal comes in your yard and dies, bury it, mark where it's buried, then go back there in like a year. It takes a while and dig it up because it's super cool and it's fascinating. Uh Uh-huh. So I hope that you enjoyed this. I think there's probably going to be some of you who think, Barbara, no, I probably will never tell another story like this, but it was so interesting. Huh? All right. See you later. Bye.